Oh, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome, welcome to Jesus Strong Ministry again. We thank you so much for joining us. We know that you've been blessed because you keep coming back. And the joy of the Lord is here with us this morning. And we're going to get into the fire of God this morning again. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Drop me a comment if you like what's going on here this morning. Jesus. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Make us into your glory this morning, God. Make us into your glory this morning, God. God, we worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How's everybody out in Jesus' strong land doing this morning? Well, we're glad that you are, you are here with us this morning. We're glad that you are joining us in these fire messages. Um, this morning, again, God has put another fire burning sermon in my spirit to share with you this morning. And I know it's an exciting thing to be in the presence of the Lord. It's an exciting thing to hear from the Lord. And uh, when, you, when you get in front of God, listen, listen, things are going to happen. Things are going to happen that you cannot even imagine. So I just want you to put on your fire suit this morning because we're going right back into the fire today. And I know today is the 4th of July and you might be out celebrating. You might have started your fireworks last night or you may be planning to do some barbecue today. But come on, come on, come on, because we got some fire to today. We got some fire that is better than, your, than, than fireworks. We got some fire that cannot go out. We got some fire that is the holy eternal flame. So we're going to continue into our fire sermon series this morning because that is where the Lord has parked us in the spirit. And we're not in any hurry to move until we get everything that he has for us in the fire this morning. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. So let us pray this morning. Holy Ghost, we give you all of the praise and all of the glory. God, we understand, Lord, that it is not by might nor by power. It is by your spirit. So, Lord, we ask you to move by your spirit in this moment. We ask you, Lord God, to shift things on. Oh, God, we ask you, Lord, shift this morning, God, shake this morning, God, move by your spirit. Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, glory to God this morning. God, it is not by might. It is not by power. It is by your Holy Spirit. So draw us into the fire. Draw us into the fire of your presence this morning, God. Burn through us, Holy Spirit. Burn through us. Burn through us in the mighty name of Jesus. Burn through us. Oh, Shababa. Burn through us, Lord. Shandorosaya. Glory to God. I thank you this morning. I praise you, God, and I worship you. Shababa Sikorosaya. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, before I even jump into this message this morning, I'm telling you the Holy Spirit is stirring up in my spirit. My spirit is just stirred up this morning. I believe that God is about to set somebody's heart on fire this morning. I believe God is going to blaze. Uh, he's going to set somebody's heart ablaze today. Come on, somebody. Whoa, glory to God. There's a little song that I wrote. And listen, y'all know I can't sing. But I feel like I just want I just want somebody to get on fire this morning. So I just want I just want you to come with me in the fire. I just want to I just want to prepare your heart to get to where we're going right now. So I, 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 and this little song it comes out of Moses and the burning bush. And when Moses was on the backside of the desert and he saw the burning bush, he got down on his knees and he, he began to talk to this this burning bush began to talk to Moses. And so Moses began to talk to the burning bush. 
And so out of, up out of my spirit, I hear this little song. It says, burning bush, speak, speak to my soul. I will listen and obey all that you say. Burning bush, speak, speak to my soul. I take my shoes off so I can stand, stand on your holy ground. Word of God, speak. Speak to my soul, Lord. Burn through my heart, Lord. Burn through my spirit, Lord. Burn through me. Just burn through me. I don't know if that's you this morning, but the Holy Spirit is looking for a heart to burn through this morning. The Holy Spirit is looking for a heart that he can sit on this morning. The Holy Spirit is looking for a heart to set on fire this morning. Oh, God, burn through us this morning. Lord, burn through us this morning, Lord, burn through us this morning, Lord, burn through us this morning, God. Holy Spirit, burn, burn through us, Lord. Hallelujah. Shaba Baba Sikondoro Sandai. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Raba Sikorobosa. Oh, Raba Sandere Hallelujah. Thank you for your presence, Lord. Thank you for your presence, God. For it's not by might. It is not by power. It is not by my strength. It is by your strength, Holy Spirit. So if you don't do it, Lord, it is not going to be done, Lord God. It is by the Holy Spirit. So burn through us this morning, God. Burn through us today, Lord. Set our hearts on fire. Oh, Shababa Sikoro Sandaya. Oh, God. Oh, Shandaradasai. God, set our hearts on fire. Set our hearts on fire this morning in the name of Jesus. Oh, God. So this morning, our topic is hearts of fire. Hearts of fire. And I came and I'm coming from Luke 24, verse 30 and 33, 30 to 33. We're probably going to spend some time reading the entire few. Ooh, Shababa Sando Rosaya. From 30, go on down. So let's read our text this morning in the presence of the Lord. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were open, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road? and opened the scripture to us. They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. Then they found the 11 and those with them assembled together. Oh God, oh God, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you for your word this morning, God. Thank you for your word. So I wanna just kind of break open the scripture and I just want to, I just wanna talk to you about when your heart begin to burn for the Lord. Because, see, you might, your heart might not be burning right now, but after this, message, after this message, I believe that your heart will begin to burn. Amen? I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, you're going to get on fire. If you would just hang in this fire with me, if you would just hang into this, hang in with this message, you're going to get on fire. Because, see, when you begin to talk to the Lord, the, 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 you, when you begin to talk with the Lord, your heart will get on fire. Your heart, see the disciples were, they were walking on this road. They were walking from Jerusalem to go to Emmaus. And they began to talk about the happenings in the last three days. The happenings of the last three days was that Jesus had died. He had risen 
and this was the third day and and everybody there was news saying that Jesus is risen because his body had disappeared from the 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 the, the grave and and the women went and they saw angels that said that Jesus was resurrected so i don't know I, it, it appears that these two people uh two disciples they uh, they lived in Aramaeus Emmaus. So they were journeying, they were walking to Emmaus, they were going to a place, they were going home. And they were talking about this wonderful, amazing, these wonderful, amazing events. And suddenly Jesus appeared on the side of the, uh, uh, Jesus appeared to them on the road. And they began, Jesus, uh, Jesus asked them, what are you talking about? And they said, are you the only one in Jerusalem who, in, in Israel, who doesn't know about the happenings of the last three days? And they began to tell Jesus, Jesus, that, 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 that this Jesus, this great prophet, this man that was moved in signs and wonders and miracles from God, he, he, he was crucified by, by the, the, the Jews gave him over to the Romans to be crucified and he was crucified and now his body was missing. And so Jesus said to them, are you all crazy? I'm paraphrasing. Don't you know that if Jesus, this, this Messiah, because see, they were saying we had hope that he would be the Messiah. And now that he is crucified and, and now they're saying that he is risen, we don't know what to believe. So Jesus is saying to them, listen, don't you understand that the Messiah was going to come and he was going to suffer and he was going to, all these things were going to happen. You didn't you read the scripture? So Jesus began to break down the scripture for them. And so as this is what was happening, as they were talking to Jesus, as Jesus were talking to them, as they were walking along the side of the road with Jesus, as they were walking and talking with Jesus, I want you, I want you to see this, as they were walking, as they were talking with Jesus, their hearts begin to burn. As they were walking, as they were talking, their hearts begin to burn. Let me tell you something, if your heart is not burning within you, it's because you're not walking and you're not talking with the Lord. You see, I was talking to the Lord and he began to talk to me. Come on, somebody. If you talk to the Lord, he will begin to talk to you. And if he talks to you, your heart will begin to burn. Oh, God. Oh, so before I get any deeper into this message, I want to tell you something. A few days ago, I was talking to the Lord and I wasn't even talking to him about uh, uh, what he was talking to me about. See? I got down and I was praying for issues and things in my life. But then the Lord wanted to talk to me about circumcision of the heart. Circumcision of the heart. I'm like, Jesus, what is this? You know, so this is where we're coming from with, with, when we come with hearts of fire. Because the circumcision of the heart is not something that you can do by yourself. Jesus wants the circumcised hearts in, in this moment. He wants to cut away the flesh. He wants to cut up so that the flesh can make room for the spirit. In the circumcision of the flesh, you, you need some, you need somebody to help you circumcise that. And, and, and even in the in the natural process of circumcision, you can't do it by yourself. You have to wait for the circumciser to circumcise the flesh for you. And so when, he, when you're about to be circumcised in the spirit, you need somebody to circumcise your spirit. You need somebody to circumcise your heart. And so Jesus came because there was still something in the hearts of those two disciples as they walk on the road to Emmaus. And God, Jesus said, I need to cut away their flesh. I need to cut away what's remaining of the flesh so that they can see that there's, oh, Shandorosai. I need to cut away the remaining doubts that is in their hearts. I, I need to cut away the remaining unbelief that was still in their heart because they were in disbelief that this man, Jesus, he died and he was buried. And they, they they figured that was enough because but to be risen is another thing so they, they they were walking they were like listen it's over i'm going home i'm going to a mess and jesus came jesus said listen i got something for you and oh shout at Isaiah. i gotta talk i gotta cut away the remaining doubt in your heart this morning I got to cut away what is remain, what is keeping you in that place of doubt. I got to cut away that thing that is keeping you in that place of fear. Oh God, show the And at this point, as they were walking on this road with Jesus and they were talking with Jesus, they did not recognize him. All they knew was that there's a burning in their heart as they walked and talked with this man. 
And if you want your heart to burn within you, you're going to have to talk with Jesus this morning. He alone has the power to set your hearts free this morning. You know, when, when I was growing up, we hear, we, 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 in, in Sunday school, they taught us a little song. It says, have a, let's have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about your troubles. He will hear your faintest cry and he will answer by and by. Let's just have a little talk with Jesus. Oh God, I don't know if you remember that growing up, but when you have a little talk with Jesus, he hears all of your faintest cries and he will answer by and by. Because see, when you have a little talk with Jesus, your heart will get, in get on fire. Your heart will become blazing when you invite Jesus, oh God, to come on your journey with you. You. Oh my God. Oh, Shandorosaya. You got to invite Jesus to come on your journey. And at first, you may not even recognize why your heart is on fire. But if you invite Jesus in, you will begin to understand why your heart is burning. Because see, the disciples, they knew their heart was burning. They knew that there was something different about this man that was talking to them. But they didn't know that he was Jesus. And so they invited him. In verse 29, go Luke 24, verse 29, he says they begged him to stay with them since it was getting late. And so he went home with them. He went home with them. So it's not just enough to feel a fire burning in your heart this morning. You got to invite Jesus to come in. You got to invite him to come into your home. You got to invite him into your heart. So we walk and we talk. Many people are walking along the road and they are talking with Jesus, but they're not inviting him in. They, they, they like to walk, walk with him along the way. They like to walk with him and talk with him, but they don't want to invite him in their heart. They don't, they don't want him to get too close because if he gets too close they're gonna have to have a change of heart they're gonna have to have a circumcised heart their heart's about to be cut and some people don't want to be cut they like their uncircumcised heart they like the they like the desires of the flesh so they don't want Jesus to come on home with them they, it's okay to hear about Jesus it's okay to talk about Jesus see that those are the people that they don't have no power for themselves when something happened they run to somebody and say can can you pray for me because they don't want to circumcise their heart they go to somebody who have a circumcised heart and say go to God on my behalf and Jesus is saying I've been walking with you I've been talking with you and all you gotta do is invite me in your heart and then I will circumcise your heart I will give you the power to trample up on serpents and scorpions I will give you the power in your own heart that when the devil comes after you you have the power to stand against him oh glory to god this morning so the disciples they invite jesus in and they broke bread with him and it was during the breaking of the bread that their eyes became open and when he sat at the table in verse to or verse 30 to 31 he said when he sat at the table he took bread and he gave thanks and he broke it and then their eyes were opened and they recognized him. And then he disappeared from their sight. I want to talk to you about that. See, the bread represents many things. But the good thing about the bread is that the bread opened up in the breaking. There's a certain way that Jesus break this bread that, it, that, that, that the disciples eyes were open and they understood that this was not no ordinary man this is a and this is jesus himself he's the only one that can break the bread and give thanks the way that he does oh Shabbat Messiah. but let's talk about the bread the bread represents the word of god because you see the word says man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of god so Jesus was walking on the road to Aramaeus, Emmaus with them, and he was breaking the bread of the word of God. The bread represents healing. Remember the Bible says healing is the children's bread. And so when we break the bread of the word of God, people's eyes will become open to its revelation. Mm -hmm. 
So if you want to know God, if you want your eyes to be open, if you want your heart to be open to the revelations of the Lord, you're going to have to sit at the table of Jesus. You're going to have to eat of the bread of the word of God because the bread of the word of God will reveal Jesus to you. Anywhere there is true preaching, true teaching, true breaking of the bread of the word of God. It will always reveal Jesus to you. Oh God, the bread of the word of God gives us insight and gives us revelation of who God is. This is why Jesus says, pray for your daily bread. Every day you need a fresh word from God. Every day you need a fresh fire in your heart. Yesterday's revelation cannot feed your soul today. You need some daily bread bread this morning. You need to get up and make some fresh bread out of the word of God this morning. You got to open up your spirit. You got to open up your heart to receive this new word that the Lord wants to give you each day. Oh, you may say that I've been in church all my life and I read the Bible from front cover to back cover. That's all right because you can't live on yesterday's revelation. There's so much revelation on the inside about those words. You got to get back in there to understand that God is an unfathomable God. That you can't think that you're going to learn all about God and have no more need to learn of anything else. So you got to get in the word every day by the spirit. Allow the spirit to lead you into the bread of this revelation. God wants to give somebody a blazing, fiery heart this morning. God wants to set somebody's heart on fire. You cannot eat from the bread of the word of God and your eyes remain closed. You cannot eat from the bread of healing without Jesus being revealed to you. Jesus alone has the power to set your heart on fire. You know, I read a story of a young girl. She was 12 years old who gave her life to Jesus all because her sister was supernaturally healed. Her sister ate of the bread of healing. And then this young girl decided to give her life to the Lord because her sister was healed by Jesus. Now you, you may say, that's great, that's wonderful. But they lived in a country where Christians were persecuted they were, they, they, they were being ridiculed. They were being persecuted because of their faith. They, she lived, so, so this little 12-year-old girl eventually become imprisoned because she gave her life to Jesus. And so one day her interrogators were asking her a question and they, they were asking her, why did you become a Christian? Who is paying you to become a Christian? Because see, they couldn't understand why somebody would want to give their heart to Jesus in a time when Christians are being, being martyred, they are being murdered. And this little young girl, she said her faith was so strong in the Lord. Her heart was so, on such a fire. She said, listen, I saw Jesus healed my sister of an incurable sickness. And if that Jesus can heal her, I want, oh, shout out Isaiah. I want that Jesus in my heart. Oh, Shababa Sikorosaya. If Jesus can hear, I want that same bread that my sister ate and that I, 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 and she was healed. So needless to say, when they asked her all these questions and she's her heart was on such a fire for the Lord, she said, listen, that I saw healing with my own eyes. And you can't tell me that this Jesus is not real. You can't tell, you can't, oh God. So they began to beat her. And this is what she said. You can beat me all you want, but you can't beat the fire of God out of my heart. Oh, Shadabasaya. I wish I could get one or two people this morning that would get a fire shut up in your heart for Jesus this morning. That no amount of prison sentence, no amount of beatings can beat out the fire of God that is on the inside of you. You see what happened with us on this uh, uh, Western hemisphere of, of Christianity is that we become so comfortable. We become very comfortable worshiping Jesus because there, you see, it's okay to worship Jesus. It's okay to praise Jesus when there's nothing opposing you. But when something is beating down on you, when you've been killed and you've been ridiculed and you've been exiled, will your heart still be on fire for the Lord? Oh God, 
Oh, Shababasa. So, Jesus disappeared from sight after he broke the bread and their eyes were open and they knew it was him. And I really find this intriguing because you would think that Jesus would stand around and talk to them and, and say, hey, you know, I'm Jesus, the one that they crucified and I'm, I'm, I'm risen, you know. Uh, Jesus disguised himself, but then he, 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 and he, and he opened their eyes in the breaking of the bread and immediately he disappeared. Okay, so it was only to open their eyes. It was only, God, Jesus just wanted to reveal himself. Jesus opened their eyes and he withdrew himself. And at this point, Jesus, well, Jesus visiting with those disciples, he just wanted to reveal himself to them. And in, in the revelation, when you re receive a revelation of Jesus Christ, it is an invitation for you to follow him. Because see, you can't get a revelation that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. He is the Savior of this universe. He is the one that was dead and now he's alive. You can't get a revelation like that and not follow Jesus. Oh, Shabbat. So once Jesus has been revealed to you, you can't stay where you've been. You, you have, you, 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 your heart begins to burn. You're going to want to follow him. And this is why he told you, take up your cross daily and follow me. Take up your cross and follow me. We must follow him through the fire. We must follow him wherever he leads us. Woo, shababasandai. You got to understand something about following Jesus. Sometimes when you follow Jesus, the path is going to lead through some fire. The path is going to lead through some trials. The path may get rough and winding sometimes, but we must never stop following Jesus. Sometimes we're going to get tired and weary from fighting all the battles that we must fight to keep following Jesus. But Jesus gave us enough revelation and he left us with enough power to follow him. He said, once, you re once, you, once I have been revealed to you, you now have enough power to plow through anything that the devil will put your way. Oh, Shandarabosaya. My question to you today, are you following Jesus? What happens when your road gets too rough? What happens when the trials get too much to bear? Do you still follow Jesus? You know, when I was growing up, they have these little bracelets that we used to wear and it has WWJD written on them. Oh, oh God. It's all right. It's all right. You might be saying that's old. That's okay. What would Jesus do? That's what it meant. And when we wore those bracelets, we, when we were faced with situations, we were taught to ask, what would Jesus do? And I think that even if we're, if we're going to be true followers of Jesus, we're going to have to ask ourselves, are we doing what Jesus do? Are we representing Christ in our daily lives? Is your heart on fire for Jesus? Because you see, the devil is going to make sure that you have enough trials and enough tribulation he's gonna put everything in your way so that you don't do what jesus do he's gonna he's gonna put enough enough roadblocks in your way he's gonna put enough he enough things to annoy and frustrate you so that you give up on your faith so that you stop following jesus and i feel like this is where these disciples were they were journeying back from jerusalem to emmaus and uh According to the Bible, it's, it's, it's about seven miles. It's a seven mile journey. And I imagine they must have been tired walking seven miles on foot. But I, I'm thinking about their mindset. And I'm thinking how they were followers of Jesus and they had just witnessed the, 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 they had just witnessed the crucifixion. They had just witnessed the fact that Jesus died. They didn't see that he was risen. They didn't know that he was risen. And so they were like, you know what? It's over. I'm going back home to Emmaus. I'm going to see what I can find there to do in Emmaus. Because this Jesus this, that, that we thought was the Messiah, uh, uh, that we hoped was the Messiah, he's, he's crucified. He's dead. And now we don't know what happened to his body. So I'm just going to go back home. 
And I can just imagine the walk from Jerusalem and how they walked on foot and they must have been tired. I don't know what the conditions of the weather was, but I imagine it to be hot and humid. But we know that it's also, it was late in the evening and we know that it was about supper time because that's what the scripture said. So I imagine it must have been night when they decided to get back up and walk back to Jerusalem, that same seven miles that they had just, they had to turn around. Oh my God, somebody, I hear something on that right now. Because see, this is what repentance does for you. When you get a revelation of who Jesus is, it will cause you to turn around. It will cause you to turn from the direction, even if you felt like you have arrived at the career, at the top, uh, 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 at the top floor of your career, at the peak of your life, it will cause you to turn around, turn and get back in the direction that God wants you to be in. So these disciples decided to turn around. They had worked so, can you imagine? Come on, come, let's think about this for a minute. So you work so hard, you build up this career, you build up this business, you build up whatever you're building up. And now you have to turn around and you got to go back to Jerusalem. You got to go back and leave everything that you, you call home. You Oh my God, somebody, sometimes you got to turn around from the thing that you thought that this was the thing because God has something greater. Oh my God, he comes to set somebody's heart burning this morning. Oh God, the disciples, there was a burning in their hearts that they could not keep to themselves. So they had to go and find other disciples like themselves and tell them that Jesus is risen. I know you get like that when Jesus gives you a word that you want to share with your friends. You cannot wait to tell them what good things the Lord has done for you. You can't wait to share the revelations that you receive. There's a fire in your heart when you get a revelation. You cannot rest. Oh, Shanda Rasaya, the fire in your heart will not let you rest. The fire in your heart will not let you get up in the bed and pull up the covers and say, I'll go to Jerusalem tomorrow. Oh my God, no. When the fire is in your heart, there's something on the inside of you. Oh, Shabba Rasendo Rosaya, that makes you willing to cross oceans in a monster storm to tell somebody in the other side of the world, to tell somebody that Jesus is risen. When there's a fire in your heart, you know that you're going to get to Rome because Rome needs to know that Jesus was crucified. The same one that you crucified. He is truly the Christ. He is truly the Messiah. He is risen and he is Lord. Oh my God. When there is fire in your heart, you cannot stay put. You got to go where the wind of the spirit is blowing. When there is fire in your heart. There's a divine go. You can't just, oh, Shandorosaya. You gotta just go, 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 go to your families, go to your hometown, go to your friends, go to your businesses, go to your communities, go and tell them what good thing the Lord has done for you. Go. When there's fire in your heart, there is a go. To go and tell your whole community, come see a man that told me everything that I ever did. When there is fire in your heart, go to Rome, Paul. When there is fire in your heart, go to Jerusalem, Paul. I know they're going to bound you. They're going to arrest you. When you get to Jerusalem, they're going to they're gonna try to kill you. But there's a go on the inside of you. There's a go that you can't keep to yourself. There's a go that, that caused you to not be able to stay where you want to stay. There's a go that on the inside of you that will take you to the ends of the earth to deliver the good news. There's a go inside of your spirit. Oh God, God is putting a divine go in somebody's heart today. He is putting his fire in your heart today. I don't know where you're going, but God said there's a go in your spirit. Oh God, God is telling you, you can't stay here. This is not your destination. There is more for you. Get out in the deep of your faith. Oh God, God said, I want somebody this morning to put me to the test. I want somebody to get up out of that mess. 
Oh God, I know, I know you thought that was the way to go. But God says something is happening in Jerusalem. God says something is happening in Jerusalem. And you can't afford to miss what is happening to Jerusalem. Don't you know how good and how gracious God is? God said, I see you going in the wrong path. I see you going away from the fire. And I decided to walk with you on the road that you chose. And I said, listen, I'm coming. Oh, Shabbat Jesus said, let me walk with them. Let me talk with them. Let me see what is in their hearts concerning me. I see what is about to happen in Jerusalem. I don't want them to miss it. Oh my God, somebody, this is good gospel news this morning. I don't know if you feel like you have taken the wrong turns in your life and you've made the wrong decisions in your life. Jesus said, I'm walking right there with you on that road that you have chosen. I'm walking right there with you on the path to Aramaeus. But I come, I come with some good news. He walked with you in that place where you chose to walk. You didn't even know if it was the right path. And Jesus said, I'm walking right there with you. I'm going to walk, I'm going to walk right there with you. You see how good God is? God knows where you're supposed to be. You don't know where you're supposed to be. And so you chose a path that you thought you were supposed to be on. And Jesus said, Jesus came on your path with you and he walked down to your destination with you. And then he revealed himself to you right at the destination. And you figured, God, I should, this is the destination and this is where God is. And God said, okay, I when, when he revealed himself to you, know your eyes are open and you realize this is not the place that I'm supposed to be. This is not it. I got to get back to Jerusalem. I got to go back. I got to turn around and I got to go back. I've been going the wrong way. And this is the same thing with sin in our lives. When we understand that Jesus Christ is the Savior, he's the Messiah of the world. Oh God, when you understand that, it will cause you to turn away from your sins. He will cause you to turn away from the things that are hindering you it will cause you to turn around and head for Jerusalem God knows exactly how to get you back on the right path God knows how to get you back to Jerusalem Jesus said to tell you this morning I got something for you in Jerusalem I don't know if you're still, I don't know what, where are you? If you're still on the path to Emmaus, I don't know if you're at Emmaus. I don't know if you're sitting at the table with Jesus, but Jesus said, oh God, you can't get it. What I got for you, you can't get it in Emmaus. But if you will come back with me to Jerusalem, there's a big unveiling awaiting for you in Jerusalem. You must understand what Jerusalem means. Jerusalem means a city of peace. So, I'm not telling you all to go get on a plane and get to Jerusalem. I'm telling you that God is trying to tell somebody to get back to your place of peace. I don't know what is told, what is what has been stolen, uh, stealing your peace. But if you want to get back to that place of peace, God will show you things you have never seen before. When your heart is on fire, you it will return you to that place of peace. Because when Jesus is revealed to you in your situation, peace comes. Peace comes. Oh my God. When your heart is on fire for the Lord, no matter what the devil throws your way, you will stay in your place of peace. So when the two got to Jerusalem, they met up with the 11 others that were gathered there and they told the 11 were rejoicing. They were saying, Jesus is risen. Jesus is risen. He appeared to Mary and he appeared to Peter. And I can just imagine the conversation. The great, the, 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 there's great excitement in the room and great joy among them. But, 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 but their joy didn't stop there because as they were speaking about Jesus, Jesus entered the room. And I imagine their hearts, how their hearts begin to burn again. I imagine that there was fire spread. Oh, Shandorosa spreading in their hearts I imagine when Jesus appeared in the room I wish you would go tell somebody this morning I wish you would go tell somebody that Jesus is risen. I wish you would tell them that he met you on your road to Emmaus and how your heart began to burn. I wish you would tell somebody that Jesus is Lord this morning. I wish you would tell somebody that he is risen from the dead. He is risen for you. He is risen for me. Oh God, do you not see what happened 
when the disciples begin to talk about Jesus, he appeared again. Do you not see a pattern? If you talk about Jesus, he will show up in your room. When you begin to talk about him, Jesus said, let me go closer. Let me see what they're talking about me. I like when they talk about me. I want to hear what they're saying about me. And so 24 verse Luke 24, 36, it says, while they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, peace. Didn't I tell you Jerusalem is a city of peace? Peace be with you. Peace be with you. A few days ago, I was talking to a friend of mine. I was talking to somebody about Jesus. And the presence of the Lord just came so powerfully. Fill our hearts. Our hearts are so overflow, overfilled with the presence of God. And I'm trying to tell you right now that if you want Jesus to show up in your life, if you want your heart to burn with Jesus, oh God, with the Holy Spirit, you're going to have to start talking about Jesus. You got, maybe you don't know who he is. You can say, who is this man, Jesus? Talk to me. Get to somebody who know about this Jesus and say, tell me more about this Jesus. I want to learn about this Jesus. And if you feel like you already know about Jesus, then go find somebody who don't know about Jesus and tell them about Jesus. Go find some other disciples like yourself and begin to sharpen their iron because the Bible says iron sharpen iron. Somebody needs to know about the revelation that God has given you. Because see, revelation is not for you to keep to yourself. Go find somebody who might need some encouragement this morning and give them some of what you got. Oh my God. Give them some of what you got. Because see, when you start talking about Jesus, he's going to show up. He's going to show up. Oh, God. Oh, Shanda. So now he shows up and he's in this room with the disciples. And the disciples, they were all startled because they thought they were seeing a ghost. And Jesus started talking to them. And Jesus said, do you all have any food? I need some food. To see, I blessed the bread in a mess and I broke it, but I didn't eat it there because I want some food in Jerusalem. Then Jerusalem is a place that I want to eat right now. And so they gave him some fish and he ate it. And he said, listen, I'm not a ghost. Look at my hands. Look at my feet. You know, I, I just love this part with Jesus. Jesus, you know, many times when in our lives, when we have uh, scars, we tend to cover them up. We don't want nobody to see the scars. And y'all have to go listen to my uh, um, battle scars message. I talked, I, I preach about that so much, about Jesus showing his scars. But, 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 but the thing about Jesus, he was not ashamed of his scars. Can you imagine, Jesus, you're professing to be the Messiah of the world and you allow them to kill you on a cross. You know you have scars. You should, Jesus, you should be ashamed to have nail scars in your hand, nail scars in your feet. Jesus, you should be ashamed to have a hole pierced through your side because Jesus, if you are the Messiah, you should have all power and you should have conquered them. But Jesus was not afraid to show these scars. These scars, these scars, Jesus was proud of his scars because see those scars told himself. He told him, he told hell, he told the disciples that he con Jesus conquered death. He conquered hell. He conquered the grave. Oh Jesus, those scars were victory scars. So Jesus was proud to show his hands and show his feet. He said to Thomas, put your hand in my side. I'm not ashamed to show you my scars. I'm not ashamed to show you how they beat me and how they bruised me. I did it for you. Oh my God. I want you to notice something. I want you to notice something. Jesus showed them the scars because he was not ashamed. He showed them the scars because he understood that his scars gave him identity. His scars gave him identity. And so now the disciples were able to relax in his presence and know that this is truly Jesus. This is truly Jesus. But Jesus came not just to show him, show them his cars. Jesus came because he wanted to put a fire in their hearts. Because listen to uh, Luke 24, verse 49. 
he told them, and now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my father promised, but stay here in Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit comes and fill you with power from heaven. So I want you to understand that the, the, the Holy Spirit was not going to be poured out in Emmaus. These two disciples, one of them was unnamed. One of them was Cleopas. I think that's what the Bible called him. But I, I want you to understand that Jesus was not interested in their names, but he was interested in them receiving the Holy Spirit so much so that he journeyed with them on the path to Emmaus and to, 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 to draw them back to Jerusalem so that they could wait for the Holy Spirit. Oh, my God, that makes me happy this morning because it tells me that when I'm on the wrong road, Jesus will draw me back to the place where I need to be so that I can receive what I need to receive from him. And then the second thing I want you to notice, these disciples, they were not known for anything much. It was not, they, I don't even think that they were heard from again. You can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. I haven't read anything about these other, these two disciples. One of them was Cleopas. The other one was unnamed. And I bet you that out of the 120 that were filled with the Holy Ghost on that day of Pentecost, that these two were included. And I want to try, I want to tell somebody that God is interested in some no-name people who have missed the interpretation of scripture, who are headed in the wrong direction. He is interested in giving them a heart of fire. He's interested in you. He's interested in me enough to go down the road with us and light a fire in our hearts that will turn us back to Jerusalem. I wonder what road you're traveling on today. Are you on the road that is leading you from the place where God intends for you to be? Are you on the road of prostitution? Are you on the road of drug addiction? Are you on the road of sexual perversion? Are you on the road of bitterness, malice, pride, shame, and resentment? What road are you on this morning? Jesus is coming right alongside you as I speak, and he's setting a fire in your heart. He's saying, turn back to Jerusalem. Turn back to your city of inner peace. Oh God, don't you know that this life that you have chosen for yourself will not lead you to Jerusalem. It will not give you no peace. You cannot have my peace unless you decide to turn away from your prostitution. Unless you decide to turn away from pride. Unless you decide to turn away from malice. Unless you decide to turn away from being judgmental. Unless you turn try to turn away from being hypocritical you can't you gotta turn oh my god god is turning somebody back towards jerusalem no one needs to know your name the only name they need to know is the name of jesus christ he is the risen savior he is the living king oh shababa sendorosaya the only name they need to know it's a name that is above every name. I don't know who you are this morning. I don't know what you're going through this morning. There's no judgment here. I'm not judging anybody. But Jesus is telling you, you can turn away from that thing. You can turn back towards Jerusalem. Because you got to understand that I am the savior of this universe. That's all you need to know that Jesus is. He said, I am. I am the Savior. I am the King of Kings. I am the Lord of Lords. Tell them this is what happened. Jesus said, I'm not interested in a name. I don't need to call anybody's name out. If you know that's you and the fire is burning in your heart, it's okay. It's okay. Just tell them about Jesus. Tell somebody about Jesus this morning. Ask somebody about Jesus and see what happens. I don't know what you feel like in your heart right now. I don't know what has got you bound, what has you in a place where you feel like, God, I don't know where you are. Where is your spirit, God? If you would just begin to talk about Jesus, if you would just begin to talk about what is happening in 
the spirit. If you begin to just read the word for yourself, you will begin to get revelations of who Jesus is and Jesus will show up in your situation. Oh my God. If you would just begin to talk about Jesus, if you would just begin to tell people about who Jesus is, if you would just begin to tell them how mighty a healer, oh Shandara, oh my God, healing is still happening. If you would just begin to tell them that Jesus can heal you from your sicknesses if you would just begin to tell them to put their trust in Jesus because he cannot fail oh God tell them how he sent us the same spirit that raised him from the dead tell him tell them how he made a way out of no way tell them what the good thing that God has done for you and their hearts will begin to burn for Jesus oh God tell them this morning that Jesus is Lord Jesus is Lord and no, you don't have to be a superstar. You don't have to have a name for yourself. You don't have to, you don't have to build a name for yourself and say, look at me. I am this and I am, I am a prophet. I am a, I am a king. I am a, whatever you want to call yourself. Listen, don't care about no name. These two disciples, they didn't care about notoriety. They didn't care about fame. All they care about was that they have a message on the inside of their spirit. And they just wanted to tell it to whoever will listen. And that's me this morning. I don't care about notoriety. I don't care about fame. I don't care about nothing but to tell somebody this morning that Jesus is Lord. He is truly risen. Oh God. And if you will let him this morning, he will set a fire in your heart. Oh God. I'm closing. I'm closing. I'm closing. But I, I just got to tell you, if you're not on fire right now, you can get on fire. Oh God. These two unnamed followers of Jesus. They were they are still setting fire in people's hearts today. We're reading about them centuries later, millenniums later, and, and, and our hearts are getting on fire as we read these words. Oh, Shandorosaya. Centuries later, people's hearts are still getting on fire as they read about the disciples on the road to MS. I wonder if your heart is getting on fire. I wonder if you're seeking a name for yourself. Are you just seeking to tell somebody about Jesus? I wonder if you want to burn for Jesus. I wonder if you want to feel the, hot, the fire this morning. I wonder if you want to open up your heart to the burning of the fire of the Holy Spirit this morning. I, I, you see, the, the thing about Jesus sending the disciples back to Jerusalem was that the Holy Spirit was going to be poured out. And they had to be in Jerusalem. Where is that place that the Lord is asking you to get back to? Where is that place that the Lord is inviting you to get to? There's something bigger than you. Something that you just don't quite understand. Or maybe you feel, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe this morning, maybe today you're watching this message. I don't know. Maybe you're watching the replay and you feel like, I don't feel a thing. Where is that place? Where is that place that you've compromised? Where is that? What is that thing that you refuse to let go this morning? What is that thing that is keeping you from giving God the glory? What is that thing? You know, some of you, it might be the boyfriend. Some of you, it might be the career. Some of you, it might be you know, the, the unforgiveness that you're holding to that sister or that, that, that cousin or that, 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 that person that hurt you. Some of you, the thing, the thing is for you is sin. You know, sin is sweet, but the end thereof is death. What is that thing this morning? If, if you would just let it go, the, Jesus would just begin to burn in your heart. If you would just let it go this morning, you will be able to turn and get back to Jerusalem. You will get your peace back. You will get your joy back. You'll get your purpose back. You'll get your fire back. Your heart will become on fire. Your heart will become a blazing inferno for the Holy Ghost. Oh God, come on, let's pray. Let's pray that God will make your heart a heart of fire. Oh, Shababasa. Let's pray 
that God will meet you on your road to Emmaus. Let's pray that Jesus will come and break bread with you. Let's pray that Jesus will open your eyes and you will get the revelation that Jesus is truly risen and he is the Christ and he is the, truly the Messiah. Let's pray. If you're listening to these messages and you have never given your life to Jesus Christ, you can give your heart to him right now. It's just a simple prayer. I don't ever want to do one of these messages without giving you that opportunity, that chance. Because see, these messages are designed to do what the disciples did after, they after Jesus was revealed to them. They turned around and go and tell somebody. And see, Jesus was revealed to me 24 years ago. And I turned, and now I want to turn around and I want to tell somebody what good things the Lord has done for me. I can't keep this good news to myself. I don't get up here and perform. I just get up here to tell somebody that Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the Lord of Lords. Amen. So let us pray this morning. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we give you all the glory, God. We worship you. We praise you. And we thank you, Lord God for setting a fire in our hearts this morning. Thank you for giving us this revelation that you are the Christ. You are the risen one. Thank you for setting our hearts on fire. Thank you for burning through us, Lord. Burn through us for all eternity. Thank you for putting your eternal flame in our hearts, Lord. Thank you, God, that there's not just fire in our hearts, Lord God, but our hearts are heart, our hearts are fire. Our hearts are now made out of fire because of the Holy Spirit that is constantly burning in our hearts, Lord. And Father, we pray that we not we may we, we, we that we will not miss the mark, Lord, by not setting somebody else on fire, Lord God, by not telling somebody of the good news of Jesus Christ. Father. Fill us with your holy fire and use us for your glory. Use us, Lord God, to go back to Jerusalem. Use us to go back into the highways and the byways, Lord God, and to tell what good things the Lord has done. Use us to go back into our communities. Use us to go back into our families, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Use us today, Lord. And for those of you who have not yet given your heart to Jesus, just pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Make my heart a heart of fire. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Purify me, Lord. Forgive me of my sins. Help me to live for you all the days of my life. Lord, I believe you really did die on that cross. And I believe that you really did resurrect on the third day. And I believe, Lord God, that you ascended back to heaven and you now sent us the Holy Spirit to be with us throughout eternity. So Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my heart. I accept all that you did on Calvary. I accept it all. Because I recognize, Lord God, that I am a sinner and there's nothing that I can do to save myself. So Lord, I accept your gift of salvation. Amen. And I believe that if you accept Jesus in your heart, your heart will become a heart of fire. Truly open up your heart and just ask him, say, Lord Jesus, I just, I just, I just want to know you. We don't have to have the eloquent words, long prayers. Just ask him, say, Lord, I want to know you. I want to know you. Reveal yourself to me in the fire. Oh, God, Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Shabbat Sanda. Holy Ghost, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, my God. As I even said those words, in the fire. I just can see Jesus in the fire. I see him in the fire, and I just see him telling somebody, come on in the fire. Come on in the fire. The fire is where I am. Jesus says, I am fire. I am liquid fire. And if you come on in this fire, I'll baptize you in the fire. Oh, Shadarasai. I know fire kind of sounds scary to some people, but this is not the kind of fire that you're going to be. 
afraid of. This is good fire. See, there's another kind of fire to be afraid of. And that's why you need the fire of the Holy Ghost. So that when that fire comes, you won't have to be afraid. Because you've been conditioned to withstand what is coming. Amen? Amen. So now we come to the another part of our service. I just want to invite you to give to the Lord. Give what you purpose in your heart to give. Every little bit helps. You can uh, see our giving methods there on the screen. PayPal. Uh, what is it? Cash app and uh, Tidly. So we have great plans to do great things for the Lord and Great plans require, it requires capital. So we have to have some kind of giving to help us continue to do what it is that God has placed in our hearts. Amen. So give unto the Lord as you purpose in your heart. Until next time, God bless you. Amen.